religious sects. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's. That was inappropriate of me. Let's talk about spirituality today. Um, we're in the car, about to go visit our boss some sad things happen so if you hear a lot of noises we're on, we're on grief patrol we're on grief patrol so if you hear a lot of noises that's that's why veronica drives stick shift so <laughs> and i have no ac so it's all natural yep all right so spirituality is the topic of the day um veronica would you consider yourself a spiritual person yes you would yes give me more okay um, I feel like the topic of, I feel like when I talk about spirituality, I'm putting it in air quotes every single time because it is such a, like, broad thing. And I feel like that's what people mean. It's like, I would consider myself not even only spiritual, but, like, probably religious. I feel like spirituality and religion can go hand in hand, mm -hmm. but a lot of people just don't think that and like also like as a gay gay um I think I still believe in God even yeah. though I'm supposed to be going to hell right well I think that that is one of the biggest things it's like this concept and this is why people reject Christianity so hard is because of this like this concept of punishment and I think that that's like it's a it's a like this is controversial. This might get controversial. I hope we're still friends after we talk about this because we will be. It's so like, and I struggle with the same ideas. Like, there's so much about it that it's like I think that my opinions on it are a little more lax than a lot of people, especially yeah. even people that I like grew up with and like was raised by. Like, I think that. I'm, I'm turning 26 and I am I have at this point like come to a very like strong understanding of how I like view the whole thing it's like I still definitely believe in a degree of punishment but I view it more as like a hell on earth situation like I don't know if it's I don't know if hell is something that happens like after you die like, maybe that's this like karma I do believe 
one god, like Kali and like those types of gods. Yes. Or like Aphrodite, like different religions. Right. Or just like Jesus Christ. Right. Like, how do you choose? Like, I think there's just a lot of like ephemeral beings in the world. And I don't think that there is one specific thing that's just like, I am the almighty creator of everything. I understand. I just feel like it's like, my dad always says, if you don't stand for something, you fall for everything. I believe that too. And like, that is one of those things. It's like people these days don't have, like they are just living by this like, oh, there's something out there like belief. And I don't think yeah. it's really, I pray to God. I don't think it's working for us. Yeah. I don't, I really don't think it's working for us. I pray to God, but I just believe that angels do a lot of the work. I know. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think, I think that it's not as cut and dry as, like, it seems. Like, I, too, am one of those people who's like, oh, I don't really, like, it could be that all these things are one thing, you know? Are, like, the same entity. Because I believe that anyway. It's like, I think that we are all the same entity. And I think that we are all, like, I don't want to say we're all individual gods, but I think that we're all part. gods in ourselves. Yeah, we're all part of the the thing, the spirit. I saw this political cartoon, and it was God, and he had his hands spread out, and there were tons of rocks hitting him. Whoa. And one rock fell through and hit this little tiny human next to him. And yeah. the human was like, God, why didn't you protect me? And he yeah. was like, you didn't even see what I just did. Wow. Like, I got hit with, like, 20 I boulders. I love that so much. I think that that is so valid. And a big part of that is, like... Just people not... I'm glad that you said that you, like, focus on being grateful because that's something that I've been really thinking about a lot. Personally, like, I found the most love for myself when I learned to appreciate all of the good things I have. Yeah. Well, because I feel like that... I feel like the gratefulness in that way, it comes from understanding that you... Like, to be blessed... That's to have the concept that, like, something outside of yourself is caring for you. And you I, know? Yeah, and I really do think, like, I hate saying this because also I hate feeling it. But when you go through hard times, I hate being like, it makes you stronger, but it does. It like, does. And, like, I've learned to be so grateful for such little things now. Yeah. That, like, I'm not grateful that I went through some of the things I went through, but, like, I think it happened for a reason. Right. And I think I can learn from it. It doesn't right. have to be a good thing, but, like, there are good things that came from those right. bad things. Yeah. And I think we're chosen. Certain people are chosen to experience things. I don't know. If you look at it like that, it makes it less morbid when you're like, why, like, do I have all this trauma? Like, why can't yeah. I? And it's a good way to process it. Like, if you're yeah. going through something really difficult, like, okay, well, like, there's something, there's a bird's eye view of my life that something has, and it knows that this eventually will lead me somewhere good. Yeah. So I have to live in the moment, you know? Well, because I feel like, I feel like I want to make a metaphor of like, I don't know, it's weird to use the word used, but I feel like the things, the possessions that we have that like, get the most beat up and like tossed around are the things that we find the most useful you know that are like serving us the best or like have the most potential so like even if you're like creating something like and you have a particular skill you like use it a lot right yeah and things like that like even when you maintain them like they still end up like my jeep i use it all the time like every day and it it requires a lot of work and it's probably like why the heck is this happening to me like why am I taking all these long drives but I feel like that's just because it's the most it's the best thing and I feel like that's kind of one of those things where like certain things are chosen because they have the most potential and like they are that's so true like gonna be like they're the most useful they like have they have the biggest purpose so me and Veronica have a boss that just lost his son and he's one of the most positive people yeah that I've ever met in my life.
remarkable dude. Shout out to Jeff if you're listening. Yes. And we, I just remember thinking like, I know this is an absolutely terrible, terrible thing because he's lost other people recently. Yeah. But I think it's like if anyone can be positive after this, I feel like it would be him. Yeah. It's just like he clearly has grown so much already. And I feel like that potential for growth is just why, like, he'll just, it's just gonna, he's just gonna, like, blossom. Like, it's sad and tragic, but, like, I don't feel, I don't feel despair when I think about the situation. Like, I feel hope. I would, like, amend that and say it's sad and tragic. It is sad. And I feel despair. Yeah. But I feel like to despair is to turn your back on God. And I feel like the whole point of, like, I don't know Jeff's particular religious beliefs. I feel like they're probably, or, like, spiritual. I feel like they're probably a lot, like, like ours. Like, you know, he doesn't know because no one knows for sure. But the dude clearly is, like, the dude clearly understands, like, the, the passion of the universe. Yeah, so I also read this thing that said, like, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience we are spiritual beings having a human experience Whoa. they talk about like human nature they mean kind of like the worst parts like people always say oh that's just human nature when they're talking about like oh just like the ways that people fail themselves you know they're kind of like writing it off like well everyone's like that but like to have like a spiritual side that's like I want to believe that there's like a divine spark and that's what gives us the ability to like process yeah I think some people are like we said are more tapped into it than others like I've met people I can't do this but I like kind of pretend that I can I'm like despite making fun of this stuff like I do believe in it like a shred of me does but like people's auras like people can read auras right and I have this friend and she's like the most positive human I've ever met in my life and I feel like she has a yellow aura like there's just no other explanation for it yeah but there's like I make fun of that and I'd be like oh you definitely have a pink aura today or something like that yeah like and like chakras right like your chakras can be on a lot like do you believe in chakras I do I don't know if I do. Oh, I do, but it's mostly because of something Alicia said. You know Alicia? She's, like, really little. And she said something the other day, and I was like, oh, my back hurt. I was in a terrible mood at work, and there was nothing really wrong. And I was like, wow, my back hurts so bad. Like, when I breathe in, there's this, like, spot that is in a lot of pain in my back, and it's been that way for a long time. And she basically was like, if you think about it, like, everything comes from your spine. Like, all your nerves are attached to your spine. So, like, if there's something that's, like, upset about your body, and, like, it's probably going to really affect your mind. This is crazy. So, after my father died, I I was coughing a lot. Like, I would cough up, like, green mucus, and it was gross. I would cough for, like five minutes straight and like cough up blood and all this stuff and we went to the doctor and they couldn't figure out what was wrong it it wasn't like anything they've seen before right so they gave me a chest x-ray and they found that my left lung was like collapsed at the bottom but it wasn't a lung collapse they couldn't diagnose anything and they it was right by my heart by your heart and they were like this is crazy but you might just literally have a broken heart and you're like and I thought like okay throat chakra my throat yeah. chakra my heart chakra are being yeah. affected there was just no other explanation for it and like they gave me medication but it didn't really work it was just something that took time to go away yeah but it was there for months yeah and that spot that hurts in my back is like right there and it, yeah like, you know it's literally right but it's like in my back and I don't like I haven't sustained any trauma like that it might just be like prolonged melancholy you know yeah and that's you can like go online and like search like 
what is a blocked chakra, like yeah. what is a cleared chakra, yeah. and you can figure out like where you're you're at. Yeah. And you can also like Google frequencies and be like, all right, I'm gonna sleep and put on like 832 hertz while I sleep, wow. and that'll like help my sacral. That chakra. is so interesting. Yeah, I know. I I think it's just for me like I don't know if it works, but. If well, I think I it like, works, it will work. Isn't that how they break up kidney stones? Is Whoa. like using vibrations like that? I didn't know that. I think that they like can. Like that's what they do. I feel like they like use things like that to like break up small stones that are like under the earth. And so you can, I feel like use that to do, to like break up kidney stones. Wow. And so why wouldn't it work? Like why wouldn't like increasing the frequency just like in, like increase the frequency of the thing that you're trying to reach you know so there's frequencies and there's vibrations well yes and i'm wondering like do you believe in the law of attraction which the law of attraction if you don't know what it is it's like we attract what we what we fear or like what we want like you can attract basically you can manifest yes. anything you set your mind to if you I put your energy into it and let it go that. yeah yeah i uh, yeah. i do too i've attracted things i wrote a list actually of qualities i wanted in a girlfriend a couple months ago mm-hmm. and i just was like just just like just to do it i didn't yeah. like make it a real goal for me I was just like yep. alright like whatever like this is just what I would want like, yeah. in a perfect world and like my girlfriend now has literally and I've read her the list every single thing on the list and I thought that was crazy Yeah. and I think it was because at that point I had let go like I wasn't focused on finding yeah. love I just yep. was like there was no resistance you can have resistance when you're manifesting Yeah. and like with a lot of things like if you just like practice like affirmations or like write a list or something or like envision it and let it go I think it will come back and if it doesn't come back the same way it comes back in the way that you need it to come back the way that you need it yeah because you could ask for something that's not good for your like for your highest good Mm -hmm. so when you get the things that are not the best for yourself what do you think that is like I think it's we can a look lesson. at the opposite like we're talking a lot about god but like do you believe in like a devil like an entity that is like I for your destruction demons, i think yeah i don't know if i believe in satan himself i feel like there's lower vibrational things that don't have your highest good in mind yeah but if you ignore them and you're like no i'm stronger than this then that's different but, right um i don't know i think i've had a couple weird experiences in my life where i'm like i can't explain that like that was definitely something like haunted yeah have you yeah haunted yeah or just like like give me an example of something i don't know well haunt that's why i said haunted it's like i don't know if i've ever if i've ever had a moment where i've been like oh this is like a specific entity my house like, like is really old yeah like 1890s yeah and the piano would play by itself what well like there was like people home like there was not just me home it was like five other people that were in my house yeah and they all heard it playing by itself oh, like would, would see it play by itself that's the kind of thing you see in movies i know it was so it was only happened one time yeah but there were other things that went on that were just like really odd like i would hear knocking yeah um and I have a lot of nightmares as a kid. And I yeah. feel like I was really in tune with that. And, like, my mom and I, when we were little, we would see, like, beings. Like, one time I said, Mom, Grandma's combing her hair in the mirror. And my mom was like, um, your grandma's dead. And you never met her. I feel like there are ways to uplift your vibration. And I've read some articles saying that, like, when you wake up in the morning, like, excited for life, that's how you know your vibration's raising. Yeah. Do you believe in crystals? I believe in the focusing of energy, like I said. So I feel like, I think that, and I, and like, like vibrational things are like, you know. 
they emit a frequency specific, yeah, specific like natural properties, I believe in. But I, I just spent like a hundred dollars on crystals. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't have the money to spend on them, but I did. <laughs> but like, there's like, I buy like fat chunks of rose quartz. It's yeah. supposed to attract love. Yeah. And healing. And I don't know. I feel like even if it doesn't work, they're good decorations. Yeah. And that's definitely. all you really need. Just like think that it well, works. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think that if you're like, if you have the thing you're like yes this is like gonna do this good thing for me like I think it will that's that same thing of like attracting like as long as you're just like always thinking positively yeah like I think positive things will probably be coming your way I think so too we kind of touched on this before but do you like believe in the saying everything happens for a reason some people don't. Some people are like, I don't understand why this is happening to me. I think like, that I those people this. are the people, like, for them, everything probably doesn't happen for a reason because they're not looking for it. Like, I don't know if it's as, like, black and white as, like, God, like, dictates everything that goes on and, like, everything that happens to you. Like, I think there's a, like, I think, I believe in free will and I believe me that too. our choices affect like what happens to us but then there's those things like you're talking about people who like sustain tragedies that are like completely out of their control and those people like to just surrender and be like I don't fucking know like this is terrible like I'm miserable then yeah of course it didn't feel like it happened for a reason but if you can look at it and be like well like here's what happened and here's how I'm gonna grow for it from it then yeah like duh like of course it happened for a reason because you're giving it reason yeah and sometimes the reason that you find takes years yeah like it took me a long time to be like what was the reason for my dad killing himself and I still don't know that and I think the only thing I can give meaning to is how I've grown from it yeah because I've grown literally so much in the past year and a half like, I probably have grown five years in a year and a half. Yeah. Like, maturity-wise. Yeah. And in different ways, I feel like. Because there's... In many ways, I still act like I'm 21. Or right. 20. Or 19 or 18. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, I act like I'm 30. hmm And it's just, like... There are some things, like... I feel like I can be alone now with my own thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really important. That like, is important. I, I don't distract myself anymore, really. Like, I can be alone and sit with really, really hard things and and be okay after. Mm-hmm. Like, I can have flashbacks and all this stuff and, like, breathe through it and be okay and be my own parent. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do that before. Alright, so I'm here with my cousin Tina, who is driving in her car right now, but we're going to make it work. Um, We're going to talk today about spirituality, and Tina, are you a spiritual person? I like to think so. Yes. Me and Tina have very (laughs) long talks about this. Um, We both read cards, so we're both very into that. We'll, like, text each other, like, what do you think this means, or what do you think this means? Both really into crystals, Um, and I don't know. Would you just, like, kind of, like, go over with me, like, your history with tarot cards and, like, what got you into them and stuff like that? Sure. Um, I can't really remember what got me into tarot cards. I just remember my first deck was uh, a standard Rider weight deck that I honestly got from Target. And yeah. I think I was 17 or 18 at the time. And I remember I would just get really agitated with it because it never told it never told me what I wanted to hear, which that's kind of the point. You're not supposed to always be told what you want to hear. You're you're supposed to be told what you need to know. And at the time, I was just not really accepting of that or answers that didn't resonate with what I thought my truth was. Which, when you're that young, I guess you don't really understand fully what your truth is. And then I kind of took a break from it for a while, and I stumbled back on it. Um, when I uh, found my deck in the trunk of my car one day and I did a reading for my ex-boyfriend and he said it resonated really, really well. And he ended up getting me my first deck that I actually genuinely enjoyed working with. 
uh, the Wild Unknown Tarot, and then Old Tarot, I should say. But um, I guess ever since then, I've been working with it, and then I got my own deck that I actually genuinely loved and have since been working with it every day. So I guess I've been working with Tarot for quite some time, but for, um, you know, on a more continuous note, I guess it's only been like three years. So a big thing for me was I used tarot cards to try to figure out other people's motives in my life because I couldn't make sense of the way they were treating me. And I didn't have the wherewithal to be like, you know what, you're treating me like shit. Like I need to set up some boundaries. So I kind of used tarot cards as a way to get into other people's heads and be like, does this person love me? Like, does this person care? And like, I feel like it's just crazy. Like the extent we go to like, find that love within ourselves and like to be really good at tarot you have to be like really connected to your own higher self yeah and that, I think that's part of the problem when I first started learning tarot is because I wasn't I'm going to be honest I wasn't really in that space where I loved myself I thought I thought at that time that it was more um I don't really I'm not sure I just thought it was uh more beautiful quality to love other people more than myself because it showed that I could love but I think if anything it showed me that I had no idea what love was at all because if I couldn't love myself how the hell was I supposed to genuinely actually love somebody to the full extent that they deserve and also I wouldn't really understand what I deserve as a human being so that's probably not even probably that's why I kind of you know like you said use tarot to get into other people's heads to see what their motives were and it's almost like it's almost like a superpower where i don't know when you were a kid you were like oh i wish i could read people's minds and it kind of gives you that power but with that power comes a lot of responsibility and then uh you're also only really shown what you're allowed to know and that's so true i think i think that part of the journey of self-love is to also accept that if someone does not care about you or love you in the way that you deserve or even your your you're really, really wanting, then I think it's, it, it takes a lot to set those boundaries and to walk away and to find someone or something or anything that actually resonates with your truth. And I don't think you really understand what your truth is until you do love yourself. And that's a huge thing to learn, but it's also really hard at the same time. It's not easy. Yeah, that was pretty profound. I feel like to some extent, I do believe you need to love yourself to love someone else. But it's like, not impossible, but it yeah. definitely helps in terms of what you're willing to accept as love coming in for you. I don't think it. I don't think not loving yourself really holds you back from loving other people. I think it doesn't do that at all. But it definitely, it definitely impacts the kind of love you accept because you just accept anything as love when you know it could just be a form of. I don't want to say, I don't really want to say abuse, but that's, you know, that's the that's best. That's what came into my head. Best, that's the best thing I have to say because it's true. And you would take it because you think that's what love is, but how would you know? Because you don't genuinely, you know what I mean? At least that's how it was for me. I took that and I was like, oh, well, he must really love me. And that's just not how it really was. He wanted to just own me and that's not, that's not love. That's just possession. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like spiritual tools like tarot cards and oracle cards and angel cards, they can be like really good ways for you to figure out where your headspace is at and everything like that. But I've also found that I need to pull less cards when I'm talking. Like, I feel the need to pull less cards when I'm secure about the person's role in my life. Like, I'm in a relationship right now and I don't feel the need to like ask tarot, like, if this person loves me because I already know. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that's really important because also, again, it's also, I, I also think it's a reflection on what you believe too. I feel like if your fear overcomes what your truth is, then your tarot cards are going to reflect your fear. So that way you can see it right in front of you. But sometimes you don't see it that way. You're like, oh shit, this person does not care about me. Just like I suspected. And in reality, it's just, you know, your fear kind of overpowers the truth sometimes. And I think it, it, it's learning to also 
use your discernment with the messages that you receive. Like, is it really, is it really truth or is it your fear being set up right in front of you so you can acknowledge it? Because I think that's another tool for it too, is to recognize like, how are you holding yourself back? And I think that's how we should use them more going forward. Coming from someone who has used them so often to find out other people's motives and intentions and their thoughts and feelings, I feel, I feel like we already know. We genuinely already know, but I feel like where we have come from and the kind of love we have received in the past and the love we or lack of, I think that really shaped us in how, what we allow coming forward and, or don't allow coming forward. And so I think that if we, if we learn to kind of navigate our own fears with tarot, I think it'd be, it'd be a lot more beneficial for our actual love life yeah and I think of as I've grown older I've stopped doing that and it's more just like my like daily advice for myself and I feel like I read a couple articles saying that like people who are more spiritual tend to have gone through more traumas and have like those experiences where they didn't love themselves. Um, and that really spoke to me. I was like, I feel like in some ways, like spirituality helps like overcompensate or like compensate for what you're losing or what you lost. It, um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but for me, it kind of made me, it gave me, it, gave, it didn't give me reason for everything that happened, but it gave me, it, it felt like I was finally able to find stable ground to stand on for my own well-being. Like, instead of taking what happened and making myself the victim all the time, it was more so where I felt empowered by it and knowing that I could change and I didn't have to live in that victim mindset all the time because my victim card was maxed out. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't, and that's not to say that, like, obviously, we're, you're, you're still a victim, I'm still a victim, but we have surpassed that mentality, and we're like, okay, this happened, and it sucks, but we are bigger women than men, and we have more to fight for than men, and we have more to go. We're not, it's not over yet. That's so true. If I didn't have, like, my spirituality, I don't think I could have healed from any of my trauma. Like, it really was the only thing there for me. It was, like, my best friend. Like, I would sit on my floor and just, like, pray to something or, like, pull out some cards or, like, try to, like, manifest something. Like, that's the only thing that gave me hope, you know? Exactly. And I think that's really important. If you can't, if, if you can, I don't want to get carried away, but... You know, it's so easy to, especially when you start seeing things manifest for yourself. You're like, oh, wow, I really, I can really do that. And then it's just, I think it's beneficial if you know how to use it. But also, it, it can help you get out of tough situations like that. Because you do recognize that all the power you've given to other people is still in you. You can always take your power back. And I think that's one of the main, main things I love so much about spirituality and not so much religion i i respect it but i i'm just my own i'm on my own path and that's just what i would like to stick to but i like knowing that i have a lot more power than other people can take from me if that makes sense i and you don't have to allow someone to take that power either that's really true <laughs> there's an inner god within all of us i think exactly I think, so. I think we all carry universal law. It's just some people are more, some people are more fit to be universal lawyers and other people kind of just go along with the flow and they're like, okay, yeah, well, that there's no proof. There's no proof. And that's also another huge thing that I struggled with for a very long time is that there was no physical proof of anything. And I think that's everyone's battle when you're first entering spirituality, that there's really no proof to anything. You just have to kind of trust everything. And at least for me, that was my biggest thing. I don't trust a lot of people. I don't trust a lot of things that I can't outwardly see with my own eyes. And so knowing that I just needed to trust that things were going to work out because I was the driver of my own car, so to speak. I mean, literally, because I'm in the car, but also just in general, my life. That was really hard. 
that was really, really hard. But I think if people can put their faith into a God, then you can put your faith in yourself too. It's, it's, it's where you want to direct your power. That's, yeah, that's a really good point. What I was going to say was, I feel like sometimes it's a very lonely journey. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like when you're really in tune with yourself and you become more and more self-aware, you kind of, like, realize, like, those petty relationships kind of fall away and you're like, oh, like... I only have like a core group of people, you know, that are like know my innermost self and I can't go back to those shallow ways. It definitely is extremely lonely. That's one thing I wasn't prepared for because I, I don't know. I feel like I, it's hard to find people who are like-minded and who are wanting to make changes in their lives that aren't just, you know, people that aren't just accepting of everything that's happening to them. Like, you can accept it and just be like, okay, or you can accept it in a way that you're like, okay, this is happening, but how can I surpass and kind of transcend in a way that's beneficial for me and not just, I'm just going with the flow because that's what life is. And it's, I don't know, especially, especially when you do start becoming more in tune with your surroundings, in tune with yourself, and you do become a different person. And that's one thing I'm struggling with Actually, currently, I mean, every time I go home and visit home, people tell me that I'm not the same person, and it's almost harder to talk to me when I feel like it shouldn't be. It's just there are other things that I find more important now, and I I, I don't really care about the same things, things that I used to because it's, it's all superficial, and or if it's not superficial, it's just we're going about it in such a petty way that it's not. We're not doing anybody a service, especially ourselves. And I just, it's not that, it's not that I don't want these people in my life because I love them so much and I've grown up with them and they've been there my entire life. It's just how can we, how can we exist on the same plane and I can be my own person and you can be yours and we can do things differently without butting heads about it. Because, yeah, we all might change, but I, that, that shouldn't, that shouldn't end any relationships at all. And I guess the ones that don't survive are the ones that aren't supposed to. Yeah. But that's also really hard to accept, especially when, you know, it's, it's friendships you've had for 10 plus years. It's, it's hard. Like, time is an illusion, you know? It, it like, is. you can know someone. Like, I've fallen in love with someone the minute I've met them. And, and I. feels like when you're like isolated it's like the whole world has a map but you're like forced to draw your own map and you don't know how the heck you're supposed to draw your own map but like you can navigate like a bird's eye view of your life somewhat with spirituality and with yeah and like with spirituality I like that a lot yeah I just always felt like like you said, like, it was so hard for people to understand me, but I didn't understand myself either. Do you meditate? Um, I do, but not 
it's I I realized that I find it really hard to just sit with my own mind. So instead of sit, I need to. I my body needs to be moving for my brain to be quiet enough. If that makes sense. So my meditation is like like yesterday. I really needed some grounding. I really needed to pull back. I was having a really rough day, and. I knew I needed to meditate, so I just, I drove to the beach, and driving is one way that I do it. It's just, I think meditation can be anything that actually quiets your mind enough to feel at peace and to feel like you're finally grounded. So driving is one thing I do. Me too. I've always, I've always gone for just drive. That's just, even when I was home, I, I would be like, hey, I want to go for a drive, or I would just go for a drive, and it's really therapeutic. It is. But I also want to sit at the beach, and I just laid in the sand, and was just playing with the sand in my hands, just things that I could physically do to remind myself that I am here and my and I guess just like I said my, my hands and my body have to be moving so my brain stops or walking through the forest is another thing so I do but it's a little different yeah I think meditation can be defined in different ways it's kind of like sex right you're like yeah. sex is like different for everyone I don't know like whatever I don't know whatever floats your boat really like meditation for me meditation for me is sitting on my floor with my crystals and like holding them in my hands and like maybe playing music but my mind's still going I can't shut it off completely if I tried I don't think you're supposed to yeah I think it's just it's it's like it's like an overgrown garden and you're just trying to weed whack all the thoughts that are just complete and utter nonsense that way you can see the flowers Wow, I love that analogy. I'm probably gonna put that in the in the um, synopsis of this podcast because I like it so much. I'll probably put up that, like a quote of that. I feel like meditation, though, like it's almost a humorous concept because people are always like, "Did you try meditation?" and it's like a big meme now. But like, I don't know. Like, everyone always tells me to meditate. It is helpful, and also. The people who meditate the most are the ones that are more in tune with their higher selves and are more, uh, I don't want to say spiritually gifted, but it's its the easiest way to kind of mesh your physical body with the, with the potential that your higher self has. Like, it, it's a way to kind of hold hands with your higher self and be like, okay, I'm ready. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. That does not, make sense. That does make sense. I feel like those people, I want to be like one of those people, but I kind of want to go back to what we were talking about when you said like some people like kind of fall away out of our lives and like, do you believe in soulmates? I do. I think they can be romantic and platonic. Me too. I, I, yeah, I do. It's 3.33 right now, which if you don't know, that's an angel number. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I believe in soulmates too. I think there can be your soul families made up of like people that are just supposed to be in your life and that won't, that understand you in the way you need to be understood and love you in the way you need to be loved. But I think I sometimes mistake people for my soulmate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I looked for my soulmate for a long time. And now I'm just like, you know, I'm just going with the flow. And like, if I, if it feels right, it's right. You know what I mean? Right That's now? That's the second that it happens, too. Because I think, I think the problem is that you're, and it's because like, I, I mean, it is a problem. Because like, I did the same thing. Like, you know. You, yeah. You know, always my phone calls. Like, it's just, you know, when you're constantly searching for it, I think you're very focused on an idea. And the universe like, you're not ready yet. So yeah. I think I think the piece, I think your soulmate come into your life when you stop looking. That's or, what happened to me, at least with the relationship. Yeah. Like the first time, like when I finally stopped looking, like I got a girlfriend and she's beautiful and I like I really like her and like I don't know how that happens. You know? Like I I literally did not want love to happen and it happened. And I want that for you too. I don't want to, I don't want to really, I don't want to jinx it. I know that jinx, jinxing is kind of, 
hearsay, but I I think I think it's coming. I don't know how or when or who, but I feel it. I think you I can feel, feel it, it yeah. I didn't feel a person coming, but I felt like a really deep sense of healing was going on. Yes. And before it happened, I was having heart pains, and I think my heart chakra was healing or something like that. It was so weird. I think I, I think that is what it feels like because I've had that. So I've had that happen before. This person, you know, came to me. Well, I mean, and again. Uh, it was it was a really odd meeting anyway. Like it wasn't even in a physical sense. Before I met her, was always getting chest pains, and I really thought I was like dying, or I was having symptoms of like a heart attack. Me and too. Went to and they're like, no, you're you're perfectly healthy. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, thank you. But no, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what it feels like, especially if if you know we if you've been. no right or wrong choice you can make because every choice you make will lead you to where you want to go it just means the timeline might be different exactly or where you're supposed to go yeah yeah that's kind of like life too like with like loving yourself like it's not a linear thing and I feel like it's so easy to, like, become codependent and, like, let other people's thoughts about us and, like, other people's connections, like, influence our own self-esteem. And it's, like, you really have to, like, I think in order to love someone, to love yourself to the fullest, you have to, like, completely accept that you are going to be your own best friend for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's really hard to come to that, though. It, it took me literally moving across the country and forcing myself into permit mode for a year and a half to kind of actually realize that, one, I didn't like who I was back home, so I needed to... There was a lot of shit that I put in boxes, and I just kind of taped them off, and I was like, all right, well, never have to deal with this again. They're all taped up now. Wow. That, that's not how trauma works. That is not how the trauma works. You just you have to unpack the boxes, and you have to actually look through them, and you have to see if you want to keep them or if you're going to just keep them in your closet for the rest of your life and not actually use it for anything beneficial. And so I think when I finally did all the unpacking and I, you know, donated them, if you want to keep up with this whole analogy, um, once I donated the boxes, I'm like, okay, I have more room now. Like, I have more room for experiences that are actually meant to help me grow instead of holding me back. And I think that's what was holding me back. And I was really scared to love. And I was really scared to find someone that I genuinely cared about because I, just, I wasn't used to people sticking around. Where if they sticking around, it was, it was really painful. And it was really traumatic. And it was, I was just a conduit for their own power gain. That's not what I want to be for someone. I want to be someone that's going to help you grow, but I know you're doing the same for me. Yeah. I want to water a garden with someone who actually wants to water a garden and not just pay me or watch me for myself and then take credit for the garden and how beautiful it is. Yeah. You're the gardener of your own garden, man. Yeah. And you don't get paid for it. And you sweat a lot sometimes <laughs> and get like calluses and like there's a lot of weeds, like you said, but like it's your garden. Oh, the wind blooms. Yeah. Wind blooms. They are beautiful to look at. Yeah. 